Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Uh, there is no offseason. Today, a friendly reminder of that as we welcome you to another day, a Wednesday edition of, of uh, NFL Now on NFL Network from our newsroom in Los Angeles. My name is Andrew Siciliano. That right there. Good to see you, sir. Is Omar Ruiz. Hey, Andrew. Ravens having their pre-draft press conference more than three weeks before the draft. About as early as I can remember a team having a pre-draft You know, we were thinking about that today. I think this is the first of the official pre-draft press conferences. Now, general rule of thumb about pre-draft press conferences, you're not going to get a lot of information. And that was kind (laughs) of the case today. In Baltimore, John Harbaugh was on the press conference, was on the podium. Eric DaCosta, the Ravens GM, was on the podium as well as we sit here now. Eight days since Lamar Jackson tweeted that he had requested a trade. What that really means, because he has the non-exclusive franchise tag, he can seek out a new deal and a new team. That's open for conversation. But if you thought you were getting more details today from DaCosta or Harbaugh about Jackson, think again. I understand the need to ask those kind of questions. Uh, I think just out of respect for the process, this is a draft luncheon, and we're going to try to keep uh, as much of this discussion as we can to the draft. To the coming weeks, building the best football team we can build. Uh, So I understand those questions. I think we've spoken about this situation probably five different times this spring in various different press conferences and such. So we're going to try to just kind of defer to those questions and move forward to the draft. With respect to this being about the draft and everything, just with the Lamar stuff that's going on. Hey, guys. Are you, guys, are you all looking at quarterbacks? Out, out, out. If you can, this is about the draft. Just move off the, the question. About the draft. Are you looking at quarterbacks differently because of the situation that's going on? Yeah, you know, I don't think we really are. I mean, we go into every draft trying to take any kind of bias out, any kind of need-based situation out of the draft equation. 
we really do try to build a board that's really best player available. And that process involves really nine months, starting in you know the early, you know in early August when our scouts go out on the road and they generate the profile and the evaluations and get as much information as possible. Uh, we then segue into a set of meetings in December, and then we get into the meetings in January and the All-Star Games and all those different things, really trying to assess this player versus that player. And it's really just comparisons and how these players stack up. Who do we think uh, has the best chance to come in and make us the best football team? And so if that's a quarterback, if that's a receiver, a corner, an offensive tackle, we're going to look at that very strongly and make the best decision we can, knowing that over time we think building a team, best available player is the right way to go. All right, so not a lot there. Hi there, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. DaCosta did say he thought there were four, maybe more quarterbacks that he called significant quarterbacks in this draft that could be game changers for franchises. But we're now 22 days away. What if the Ravens don't know? If they have no progress with Lamar Jackson, how do they attack this first round? They're at 22. What if there's a quarterback there? Yeah, that, and that is a very real possibility. Obviously, the Ravens have tried several times, including uh, within the last week or so, week or 10 days, to try to get some traction on Lamar Jackson for a long-term contract, try to get that deal done. But as we've seen, a lot of times when a player's on the franchise tag, there isn't any real traction until the middle of July when there's a deadline. The Ravens are going to try to do that, and they have continued to stay in contact with Lamar Jackson despite his trade request. So we will see on that. But, yeah, I would imagine – if the right quarterback is there, they would potentially take a look at that. Anthony Richardson does have a pre-draft visit scheduled uh, with the Baltimore Ravens. That is the only quarterback I know of. Uh, the you know sort of high, high-end first-round quarterbacks I know of has a visit scheduled with the Ravens. Uh, but they also have an RFA as their backup quarterback. So I wouldn't be surprised if one came, let's say, with great, great value in the first round. Maybe take a look at him. Maybe in the mid-rounds, if there's a quarterback that is the highest player on their board, We've seen plenty of teams take flyers on mid-round quarterbacks, and that's a guy who makes your roster and sometimes makes your team a lot better. Yeah, I would think the Ravens take a look at it, honestly, regardless of whether or not Lamar is a long-term deal or not. Uh, yeah, and in 2018, remember, they traded back up into the first round. That was Ozzie Newsom's tenure still, and they got Lamar Jackson at 32. DeCosta was asked today, would you do that again this year, possibly? And he kind of said, well, sure, we have quarterbacks in our top 31. If there's a player there that we think is worthy – of trading back in, yeah. then we would do it. All right, Ian, stay right there. We'll talk Austin Eckler coming up in a second. Let's get a front office view on this now and bring Mark Ross into it. It's an interesting dilemma here, Mark, because you kind of have to make that decision before the draft opens on the night of the 27th. We like these quarterbacks. We like them so much that if one happened to be there at 22, we got to do it, don't you? No question. You game plan for the draft knowing that you have strengths and weaknesses on your team and there's no bigger strength or weakness than your franchise quarterback and everything revolves around that and you game plan based off of how great your quarterback is. Well, the Ravens got one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL and when you approach the draft, although Eric DaCosta had to say we take the best player available, we look at it. You game plan completely different. In 1999 with the Philadelphia Eagles, we had the second pick in the draft. We we put every amount of time and resources into exploring all those quarterbacks that came out. We eventually took Donovan McNabb. Okay, well, now you have McNabb. You've got the foundation. You approach the draft differently. Yes, you look at quarterbacks, but you don't look at them as thoroughly, dig as deep. With the Giants, with Eli Manning, when you have that foundation every year, yes, we thoroughly poured over the quarterbacks. 
but it's different when you have that guy and, and you just have to find a backup or improvement in the future. So with the Ravens, yes, they they should know. They are having internal discussions now, and they, they probably have a good idea of what the landscape is with Lamar and if he'll be back. And when you have a stable quarter uh, quarterback situation with one of the best players in football, and by the way, a really good backup situation with Tyler Huntley, pro bowler, by the way, <laughs> then you're saying, wow, we're great at quarterback. We can address the draft in a different sort of way. So, yes, Eric DeCosta will have to keep saying this, Omar, and he'll never give anything away but it definitely changes things for the Ravens and their game plan going forward. Yeah, he didn't want to answer any of those questions about Lamar Jackson saying he's respecting the process. And you look at the last year's big uh, big Kyler Murray negotiation, part of that process was the big public announcement from the agent right before Steve Kime was going to take the podium at the Combine. That, was, that letter was addressed to fans this year. Lamar Jackson addressing the fans in his tweet right before John Harbaugh was going to address reporters there at the annual meeting. So that's part of the process. And as you mentioned, more than four quarterbacks, they said somebody that can make a significant uh, impact in the NFL with this quarterback draft class. And they also referenced the fact that you can get a quarterback that can be uh, a significant player for you in the first round, the third round, the fourth round. They referenced drafting Tyrod Taylor, who was a development type of player. Derek Anderson, a development type of player. And certainly they're continuing to look at the weapons to build around their quarterback, whether that's Lamar Jackson or whoever that might be. Greg Lewis, uh, their wide receiver coach, was out working out Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman at the Tennessee Pro Day last week. Eric DaCosta continues to get questions about the receiver there. So continuing to build uh, that roster with quarterback in mind, like Mark said, they probably have a pretty good idea what's going to happen. Now it's a matter of executing it here in the next three weeks. DaCosta did get a wide receiver question again today, and he pointed out that he's been here 28 years. We're always talking about the wide receivers. Let's talk about a running back now. Let's talk about Austin Eckler, who has his own interesting situation here. He's heading into the final year of his deal after scoring 38 touchdowns. 38. That's not a typo. The last two seasons. But he's going to be 28 next year. And he would like either A, a new contract, or B, a trade. And he doesn't get the sense that either is going to happen. Kind of got punched in the face when the Chargers basically said, hey, we don't want to, we don't want to talk about extensions anymore. Um, and, you know, this is the organization that I've continued to rise and hit new heights in and continue to add more value, right? Scored the most touchdowns, you know, from scrimmage, you know, in the past two years. And, um, you know, so that, that's how I felt, right? It felt like, wow, like this is like the first time in my career with them that I felt like kind of like, you know, disrespected by my own organization. Um, and it sucks. Like, I want, to be, I want to be a Charger, right? I want to be a Charger. I want to be there. And it sucks because, like, okay, let's get something done. But yes, I do have one more year in my contract, absolutely. But, you know, for them to want to allow me to go and be a free agent next year after playing, and, you know, maybe we can get something done throughout the year. Who knows how it's going to play out, you know. But just that's how I'm feeling right now because we don't really have insight of what they're thinking, things like that. They're just like, nah, we don't want to talk anymore. I guess the worst-case scenario right now out of all of this, I come back and I'll have to play for the Chargers for a year and uh, bet on myself and then be a free agent next year. Ian Rappaport, kind of a different tone. A couple of weeks ago, I thought Austin Eckler had the most, like, upbeat, happy, respectful trade request I've ever heard. And then, yeah, yesterday he's using phrases like disrespected and punched in the face. Yeah, and this can, this can get personal. This can hurt. These kinds of things, you know, players are human beings with feelings, so I imagine Austin Eckler's feelings are a little bit hurt when, as he said, the Chargers said, 
you know, we don't want to talk about an extension anymore. My understanding is, though, the Chargers actually even went to him last year to try to give him more money and uh, during parts of this past season and then into the offseason to try to do an extension, try to get something done, in some ways just a raise because of what he has done on the field, what he represents off the field, just really how incredible productive he was as a football player. So all this comes after several attempts by the Chargers to try to either give him a raise and or lock him up to a long-term deal. So all this trade request comes on the heels of that. It is a tough market for a running back. I mean, look at free agency. You know, the top running backs got $6 million a year. I believe that was Miles Sanders, a little more than that. That's basically what Austin Eckler is making. So he wants more than the top running back got in free agency this year. I'm sure he deserves it. He is a great player, and his production, no doubt, has outweighed his salary. I'm just saying it's tough sledding when you want just a whole lot of money as a late 20s running back at a time when there's a lot of running backs in the draft as well. And the franchise tag is only $10 million here, and you have guys out there like Ezekiel Elliott, who is still a free agent. Granted, much different player. Kareem Hunt, a former rushing champion, is still a free agent. It's tough out there for an older running back. Hunt, like Eckler, is 27. All right, Ian, say right there. Other news coming up in a little bit. Mark Ross now back with us. Mark, what do you think here? Because I, I totally get what Eckler is, is saying. I'm going to be a free agent next year, and he knows it's going to be hard to cash in, even if he has another big year. He'll get a deal, certainly, but not the deal that he thinks he deserves. He would like to have that deal now, but the Chargers have a quarterback to pay. No question. Austin Eckler found out that this is a business and emotions and feelings don't get business deals done or contracts done. The Chargers essentially said, hey, Austin, forget your feelings, man. And as a front office, you have to look at the health of your salary cap, the future of your team and prioritize the players that you need to pay and the players that are going to get to where you need to go going forward. No doubt it's wonderful what Austin Eckler has done. The production can't deny it. But the Chargers front office is looking at it as we cannot pay Austin off of what he did before. He's 28 years old. How much does he have left? How much more can a 28-year-old running back give us? And that's the way they're looking at it. They're not looking at it as we love this dude and he's an amazing teammate. They have to look out for the, the franchise and the help of the cap. So unfortunately, this is the nature of doing business in the NFL. With Austin, he's been very public about it. So it looks sort of bad for him. But for the Chargers, they've kept it under wraps, done it business-wise, which is the best way to do it. A lot of running backs out there. The value of the position has gone down, his age. So all these factors, as Ian talked about, is really hurting him. But for the Chargers, it's just, hey, this is the cost of doing business. Yeah, part of that conversation Austin Eckler had with Sirius XM Radio yesterday was an acknowledgement that that is probably not getting much traction from other teams around the league, not willing to pay what – Chargers want in trade compensation and then pay him on top of that. We talked about the market already. He did acknowledge what Ian referenced, a contract extension last year. Eckler saying that that was essentially discount more of the same, something he was unwilling to do last year. And then there was the acknowledgement that he might have to play with the Chargers again in 2023 and again prove his worth, bet on himself, just like he's been doing his entire career. As far as how he's taken this publicly, let's remember that Austin Eckler is a guy that hosts a podcast during the season. He speaks publicly often. He speaks well publicly often. That's something he enjoys doing. So not necessarily negotiating in the media. This is a part of Austin Eckler, who he is, his persona in the NFL, but certainly 
being honest, I think, when we saw that change in tone, a little bit more disappointment yesterday than we heard last week when he initially asked for that trade. He truly is a businessman. He's got uh, real estate. He's got this new app coming out, but he's also a business man, mm-hmm. and man. he would like that new contract. 38 I touchdowns see, see the last two years. I gotcha. Jay-Z, Drew. All right. Uh, let's get to some other news. Gentlemen, stay right there. Uh, news out of Denver. Ian Rappaport. This one isn't necessarily a shocker. I think that John Elway is no longer part of the Broncos front office. But when you look back at how long he had been there, it is really uh, an official changing of the guard. Elway had been there since 2011 in some capacity upstairs. It's not a shocker that John Elway no longer works for the Denver Broncos organization, but it is significant. I mean, this is a guy who was, you know, even as a really consultant, but mostly as the general manager, he was one of the faces of the franchise. He got Peyton Manning, got a Super Bowl victory, and really led one of the most celebrated free agent classes that we've seen in some time. And it was, you know, if you, if you do a Broncos event, if you go to a Broncos game, if their presence at league meetings, and other, it was all about... John Elway, and he was the guy in charge, and obviously it went downhill extremely fast, several tough hires, several tough quarterback situations, kind of got bumped to the side in a consultant role, so this was always coming. When they hired general manager George Payton, it was really about, all right, Elway is still employed, but wasn't really involved in football decisions, kind of just let his contract run out. His contract is now out. Is a whole new situation in Denver with Sean Payton, so John Elway moves on. All right, he moves on and we move back to the draft here 22 days away from Kansas City and tell me where Tyree Wilson is visiting. Tyree Wilson is visiting the Chicago Bears today. This is the Texas Tech edge rushers almost certainly first uh, top 10 pick. I should say I mean, he's basically meeting with all of the top 10 teams. That's where it seems he's primed to go. Chicago Bears today uh, Texans yesterday and this is an interesting one because obviously teams are going to want to get an update on his foot. Remember, broke his foot at some point during the season. Recently had a procedure to remove the hardware in his foot, which is why he did not participate in Pro Day. Sounds like he's doing really well. Did well at the Combine as well. So he has been busy. Quinton Johnston, the TCU receiver, also has been busy. He was with the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday. Of course, not really surprised there. Uh, Digging deep in the potential uh, receiver market here during the draft. The Cowboys also, that has been an area of focus for them. He was there yesterday. And then we mentioned the Baltimore Ravens search, search for a receiver. Uh, Eric DaCosta has commented on it many times. Johnson is with the Ravens tomorrow. Who, again, are picking 22nd on night number one. Thank you, Ian Rappaport, NFL Network Insider. It is still very much pro day season, kind of, sort of, like a second pro day at Illinois, just for this guy who could go in the top 10. Coming up next, how Devin Witherspoon did today at his little pro day because this is newsworthy straight ahead this is holly fry from stuff you missed in history class the national sales event is on at your toyota dealer making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new suv like an adventure ready rav4 available with all-wheel drive your new rav4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails and with plenty of passenger and cargo space plus available tech like wireless charging you and your entire crew can stay connected or check out a stylish and comfortable highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my day. Bro. <laughs> now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at tmobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Pass play, Devin Witherspoon for the interception. And did I mention something about Witherspoon? Yeah, he's been having an All-American year. He's a physical kid now. Witherspoon, pass nearly intercepted. A tremendous corner. He's a tremendous corner. He is a potential top 10 pick here. Devin Witherspoon really didn't do much in Indianapolis, had the hamstring injury. He is still, though, and this is a brand new list, in the top 10 at number 6, uh, Daniel Jeremiah's new top 50. It's version 4.0. I strongly suggest you go to NFL.com and look at the entire thing. Today in Champaign-Urbana, it was Devin Witherspoon's pro day. Illinois already had a pro day, but Witherspoon was nursing that sore hammy, the one that kept him out again of the combine. So we finally got a chance to see him run. Do you have a stopwatch at home? Can you actually can you time this? Anybody? What do you got? What do you got? Did you have a 446? Did you have a 442? Anybody? Don't rewind your DVR. DJ texts with his scout buddies. Daniel Jeremiah says 442 446. That'll work, Mark Ross. For an undersized corner, a guy that when he got there, high school kid out of Florida, brief stop for five minutes at a JUCO, was like 140 pounds. But he hits. He really hits you. What do you like about Devin Witherspoon? Well, not only just he'll hit you, but he can cover. Andrew, that's what corners got to do. It's cover. That that looked like a 4-4-5 to me right there. The <laughs> other 40 he ran, probably 4-4-2. Seen a lot of 40s. But for Devin Witherspoon, look, the weight, he's got the weight up. That's what you do in college. You get bigger. But this guy has unbelievably quick feet. 
body control and looseness. When you watch a corner move, you want to see that flexibility and looseness so they can change directions instantly and mirror what we call mirror routes. And that's what Devin Witherspoon does really well. There, there, I did when I watched him on tape have some questions about if he had that super explosive top end, but this 444 should, uh, 442 should really kind of quell some of that for some scouts. And especially since he's coming off the hamstring, so he could say, you know what, I wasn't 100% healthy. I could even run run faster than that. So with Devin Witherspoon, is he the top corner? I got Christian Gonzalez right there, but none, nonetheless, he'll be in the top 10, mainly because of his cover skills. And for a more lean, wiry type of player, you do see the toughness in run support. You need to have a little bit of both now in the NFL. But the number one priority is, especially for a young guy, Hey, go out there and cover the guy. You don't have to know tons and tons of coverages, but for a team that's invested in him in the top 10 right away, if you just have those instant cover skills with mere ability uh, and ball skills to match, that's what makes Devin Witherspoon so intriguing. Now, a lot of people call him feisty. It is a rarity, though, that one of your smaller players on the field is, really without a, an argument, your most physical player on the field because he certainly can bring it. Is he in the conversation at three? Maybe, maybe not. Regardless, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, and Rhett Lewis can give you some options for the Cardinals. Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome to the Path to the Draft set. Rhett Lewis, Bucky Brooks back here with you. And we get to welcome Daniel Jeremiah to the party today as we assess, gentlemen, what the Cardinals are going to do at number three. So, obviously, the Bears, once they moved out of number one, Cardinals became Maybe a big trade target there at three, DJ. What do you think they should do? Yeah, I think that's where the draft starts, and I think that's what they should do is trade. When you look at the roster of the Arizona Cardinals, might be the worst in the entire league. They are in rough shape. They are not one player away. As much as I love some of the options they would have there picking at number three, assuming two quarterbacks go one and two. They need a lot of help, and I think if you can slide back, you'll be able to get health on both sides of the ball, uh, especially as you look at Kyler Murray. He's going to be coming back from injury. It's going to take a while to get him back up and running. I want some more pieces in front of him when he does come back. No, and let's take the Kyler Murray conversation because you talk about a team that needs a lot of help. And so I just think if you're Monty Austin for it, maybe you have to consider taking a quarterback oh. if he's there. Not because Kyler Murray isn't a good player, but we talk about the best way to build a Super Bowl team is with a young quarterback on a cheap deal. So maybe you have an opportunity at three to get a dynamic player. Maybe you go for Anthony Richardson. Find a way to auction off Kyler Murray, and then you have an opportunity to get some assets back to build up your team. Look, it may seem far-fetched. It may be pie-in-the-sky stuff, but if you feel like Anthony Richardson is going to be a special player, you can make the move now. And remember, Jonathan Gannon was a part of the Philadelphia Eagles that benefited from having a quarterback in Jalen Hurts, who replaced Carson Wentz one year after signing. He, he signed a big money deal. Seatbelt sign is already on at the third overall pick. If that happens, it's going to be some turbulent water <laughs> in Kansas City on April 27th. Look, I'm all in. Hey, reset the whole dang thing while we're you at it. You notice Bucky's right? voice goes up an octave when he <laughs> swings for the fences like this. It I mean, just it go rises it. up. Go. Well, he always hits, too. Yeah. So it's not a strikeout guy <laughs> over here. Uh, that was good. Uh, just a couple of quick teams, by the way, that might trade up if you're the Cardinals looking to get out of there. What do you think? I think 5, 7, 11. You look at Seattle. You look at Vegas, then you look at Tennessee. Those are the three teams you can make a strong argument to get up and trying get to get quarterback three, perhaps at number three, right there with the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> a lot of options on the table uh, for the Cardinals franchise. Be sure to join us each and every weekday, 6 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Path to the Draft. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. 
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky, they're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, bro. <laughs> Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 22 days away from the NFL Draft, everybody. Get excited. Appointment viewing, April 27th. Let's focus on the NFC North here on NFL Now. The Lions are still, are still, still reaping the benefits of the Jared Goff-Matthew Stafford trade. They have six and they have 18. You know, the Bears could have had one. They traded out. Who knows if the Packers get an extra first-round pick? You never know. Vikings sitting there at 23. We have Dales, we have James Palmer with us now. Hello to you both to talk a little NFC North. James, let's start with you. Let's go with the Lions at 6 and 18. What do we know? Yeah, let's start with number six, Andrew. And I keep thinking about something Dan Campbell said back at the Combine to all of us that were standing at his podium. And it was, sometimes there is just talent that is too good to pass up. And I'm going to look at Jalen Carter if he's sitting there at number six, because many people believe Daniel Jeremiah, our draft guru included, that he is the best football player in this draft. There's plenty of draft experts around that believe in the 2021 season, that Georgia defense that had five guys go in the first round, that he was the best player as a sophomore in that group. The size and athleticism that Jalen Carter has is just not normal when you talk to scouts. His ability to play up and down the entire defensive line 
would help out a defense that obviously was near the bottom of the league in almost every category statistically. Now, there is the other caveat, obviously the character concerns, obviously the arrest, all of those things that every team in the top 10 is doing their due diligence on and trying to dissect everything about Jalen Carter. What I do think about is how Dan Campbell believes he's built a tremendous locker room in terms of culture. Does he believe any question marks they have with Jalen Carter could be corrected in the locker room that he has constructed? He could go other ways if Jalen Carter doesn't check that box specifically for him, and they could still look on the defensive line because there will be edge rushers available there or potentially a corner but this would be my pick if he does check the boxes for Dan Campbell. And both of those could be needs as well. Stacey Dales for the mm-hmm. Bears sitting at nine. It's interesting. When they were sitting at one, you're like, oh, i got to go defense here. Now they trade out of one. They get DJ Moore. Nine's a different conversation. Yeah, nine is a different conversation. That was a great breakdown by James uh, on the Lions, who could just continue to get better. But the Chicago Bears are going to get better, too, because they have 10 picks in this draft. They start at nine. Ryan Poles, the general manager, has done an outstanding job this offseason. I really think it's not just because he was a no lineman. I think they're going to target that offensive line because Justin Fields, you guys, was sacked a league high 55 times alongside Russell Wilson last season for a loss of almost 360 yards. It has to improve. We know he loves to move, but they want nimble, efficient offensive linemen that can move with Justin Fields. And I think... Peter Skaronsky would be uh, an outstanding addition because of his versatility. Forget about that 32 and a quarter inch arm like people. He is a technician. I just used that word on the offensive line. Pat Fitzgerald, his head coach, I was at their pro day at Northwestern, told me he is a mark of consistency. And he grew up right here in Illinois, the same town that I actually live in, in Park Ridge, Illinois. So he's going to bring that and bleed that blood for the Chicago Bears. If it's not him, I know... You guys are going to love this because James Palmer went to Ohio State, but Paris Johnson, he is Mm -hmm. a massive guy who would be such a great addition to their offensive line. 6'6", 313, and 85 and 1'8 wingspan. They have a guy who could be versatile inside or outside, but certainly you could bump Tevin Jenkins in with either one of these players and really protect on that right side or the left side. They, they love Braxton Jones, of course, um, who looks to be the starter at left tackle. But I, I really think the versatility and the speed, I remember being at the combine with Paris Johnson and he talked about his feet. He grew up in church dancing. He, he played multiple sports. I mean, you name it, hockey. He was involved in gymnastics for heaven's sakes. This is gonna be an athletic addition if they target him or Peter Skaronsky at number nine overall in Chicago. The local kid, Peter Skaronsky there. Yes grandson of the Packers legend. All right, James, let's uh, let's get to the Packers now because they're picking 15. And I realize that a lot can change between now and the draft. I mean, hypothetically, the Jets could throw in 13 for Aaron Rodgers, even though that does seem for now unlikely, and they could have two out of three picks in the first round. But let's, for now, just stick with the Packers and Jordan Love and pick 15. Well, you mentioned in Jordan Love, Andrew, and this is a different situation as opposed to the one they've been in with Aaron Rodgers, where he just makes everybody around him better. No slight to Jordan Love, but that's just not the same with him coming in as his first year as a starter. So Malafour has said it, that he wanted to put as much talent around him as possible to have him play at the highest ability of himself. They bring back David Bakhtiari to make that offensive line, what they believe when he's playing in that group, different in front of him. You could go wide receiver here, but I'm going to go tight end, a spot that is desperately needed 
for some help for Jordan Love. And I look at Dalton Kincaid out of Utah, a guy that is a vertical threat, that is a great guy with ball skills, 50-50 balls, if you look at his scouting report, or just something that is not really 50-50 balls with him. And that's a big help for Jordan Love. And when you look at the other tight ends on this roster, between the top two of them, Andrew, and their six seasons combined in the NFL, they have 47 total catches. I think this is a big need for the Green Bay Packers. But I mentioned receiver. You do have Romeo Dobbs, who LaFleur did say has some Devontae Adams-like tendencies to him that he sees, thinks he can run every route. And Christian Watson was their best playmaking skill guy after week 10. They're young, but there's more talent there than there is at the tight end spot. All right, Stacy. Now the defending NFC North champions, your Minnesota Vikings are picking 23rd. Yeah, they're picking 23rd. They only have five picks, guys, in this draft. So they've really got to land a good player at number 23. We'll see what they do. And we know they've targeted their defense through free agency. I really think with the loss of Adam Thielen, who's now a Carolina Panther, uh, and hit all of his you know great success over nine seasons, his 55 touchdowns, whatever, 66 almost 6,700 receiving yards. They got to go there and help Justin Jefferson. I'm looking at receivers, people, because there are some good ones in this draft. Uh, Jordan Addison would be an outstanding addition because of his versatility. We know he can take the top off of the defense. He can play underneath. He can work in the slot. Uh, He really prides himself, as I spent time with him at the Combine, on his ability to control his speed. Imagine that pairing. Um, I also look at another Ohio State player, Jackson Smith and Jigba, who works so well in the slot and brings so much physicality to the position. Another guy that would, I think, really play off of a Justin Jefferson, who it's just still shocking to me, guys, in three seasons. He's got 48, 25 receiving yards, just crazy. Um, and then, you know, don't forget about TCU's Quinton Johnson, right? His 6'3", 210 frame um, and, and big playability down the field to stretch that field. Kirk Cousins isn't getting any younger. This was a good offense last season, and I expect, anticipate, They would put a little more emphasis in the run game. But any one of those guys at 23, to me, would seem like a slam dunk for Kirk Cousins and company. Ian Rappaport says Quentin Johnston set to meet with the Ravens, who are picking 22 right ahead, potentially, of the Vikings at 23. Stacey Dales, James Palmer, NFC North. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
deserve to treat yourself. So turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount.